Hi, this is Jack Morris, and you are listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello and welcome to this, another interview from us at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am Stephen Wilson and today I am joined by a man who's beginning to make waves on the Scottish wrestling scene. He is one half of the tag team known as the Nine Nine. It is Jack Morris. Jack, how are you doing? I'm not bad. Love that intro. Ah, uh, thanks mate. Thanks. I've been thinking about that one all day. <laughs> how you been? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, very good mate. Very good. You know, keeping busy but... You know, it's all good. So yeah, before um, me and Jack have a wee chat, I'm just going to do a bit of housekeeping. If you like what you listen to, and just subscribe to us. We're on Android, Spotify and all other good podcasting sites. Just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. You can also find us on the social media channels on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Suplex Retweet. Right, Jack, so I'm just going to go right straight in and start with a question that we ask all the people that we interview and it's the simple one of why is it that you love wrestling why is it that jack morris loves wrestling just everything about it characters the excitement obviously i started watching from a young age so like most people to be honest i think that's when wrestling really really grips you when you see these characters and it pulls you in you can't get away from it my pals i've got some pals that have watched wrestling from a young age and some pals that haven't and when I tell them that I wrestle, I get a bit of stick and stuff because I just don't think they understand it because we never watched it when we were younger. I grew up watching the start of Attitude Era, 1998, 1999. So like guys like Undertaker, Kane, DX, Triple H, Shawn Michaels towards the end there and all these characters, Mankind, you know, it's the characters that pull you in, invest you in it. And it's just when you're that age and you're watching it, it's just it's, it's mind blowing, really. When you're five, six years old and you're watching these men batter each other. Who would you say was your favourite at that point when you were growing up? Probably Austin. Great choice. Austin or Kane. So Kane was mask and stuff. Big scary monster. <laughs> so um, aye, one of those two. Even Jericho oh. as well. Three great choices. Favourites are the Bod Bearman. So you've won us over instantly with those choices. Oh, you can't go wrong with them, can you? So... No, I definitely it. Now, compared to a lot of other wrestlers, the one thing that quite interested me in your journey was you didn't really go straight into being wrestling training. You also, for a while, were trying to be a professional footballer. I did. Can you I tell did. the listeners a bit more about your uh, journey um, trying to become a footballer? Yeah, sure. Just since, again, like football's always been in around my family, unfortunately. You can't choose where you're from, so Dunfermline supporter here. Oh, man. I, I support your local team, eh? So got dragged along to Dunfermline games with my dad and my brother and just always kicked the ball with pals at school and stuff. And then I was okay at it, so eventually getting older, playing for like professional teams at youth level and then eventually got a two-year full-time contract at Cowden Beef. So I was playing there and I think most people have a football story where injuries have played for them and they could have been something if it wasn't for injuries. And I don't want to blame injuries, but injuries got in my way a wee bit and then when I got back to playing, it just just didn't interest me anymore. I don't know, 20, 21, and I was out for like a whole year, a whole season. When I got back playing, I just thought, you know, somewhere along the line, fell out of love with it. So I just decided to, it wasn't for me. We kind of took a step away and then cheesy as it sounds like you only get one shot of this life and I thought well I want to be I want to at least try to do the wrestling if I don't I'll be I'll regret it so that's when I when I turned to wrestling right am I right in saying that you used to play striker am I right in that one goal scorer aye goal scorer were you like a fox in the box or were you more of a I have a bit of everything I used to be able to run a wee bit I was smaller than I am now so right. aye 
goal scorer, just all over. Nuisance. <laughs> ah, sounds good, man. So you said that once uh, your injuries took on, that's when you decided to go into professional wrestling. Uh, was it at the reckless school that you went to train at? Is that the place that you went to? Well, I initially started up in promotion in Dundee. Right. Training school there late 2016 early 2017 and i was there for a wee bit and then i actually decided middle of 2017 that i would go over to america to a training school over there at the start of 2018 so i just felt in where i was the start i needed to really like get away branch out you know some people where i started that were in wrestling you know you get guys that are quite happy doing one show a month and that's for wrestling fix and we quite that's them happy which is totally fine, but for me, myself, like I really want to try and make a career out of this. I want to travel, I want to be wrestling most weekends, I want to travel the UK, I want to travel Europe, travel the world if I can, and make the most out of this. So I felt where I was, I needed to get away and try and branch out. So start of 2018, I went over to America, to a training school over there, and then it didn't quite work out when I first went over and I was back in the middle of January and that's when I reached out to Reckless. I was on a couple of shows with Michael Chase late 2017. So when I came back in early 2018, I reached out to him and he invited me along to, to Reckless and from then it's really just kind of took off really. Uh-huh. From yourself personally, was there a lot, was there any real similarities to you grasping wrestling compared to your days training to be a footballer was there a lot of similarities or were there differences in how getting started off the kind of the athletic side of things and the rope running and stuff like that all came pretty naturally to me I'm quite naturally athletic and good level of fitness and stuff but um, obviously things like bumping strikes like these are all things well obviously you don't do that in football mm-hmm. yes well I'll not mention the weekend that's just passed <laughs> but yeah so obviously that's totally different to football so it took a wee bit of getting used to it but more like psychology and things as well. It was all new, so the athletic side of things was okay, but everything else, all new, and like still is, I'm still learning all the time. I don't think you ever stop learning, really, so that was challenging at the start, yeah. How long would you say it really took you to kind of find your, find your feet in the wrestling with the types? I know you say you're always learning, but getting the basics and be able to have a decent match, how long do you think it took you? <laughs> a good couple of... Well, I've only really seen myself starting... It's no disrespect to where I was at the start, but like 2018 was really when like coming into Reckless and the training and the boys I was getting put in the ring with, like learnt so much. I kind of thought I knew a bit before then, but then after coming to Reckless, I was like, right, I've, I need to, this is a d- different game. So I'd say maybe like a good a good few matches. Like I think my first match for Reckless was against Michael Chase. And, you know, Mikey, he's, the boys had WWE trials, he's been in ICW, he's... He's done a lot and he's a great wrestler, so getting thrown in the ring with him and he's my coach as well, it's like, it was a bit daunting, but like, learned so much just from that one match. So like, in terms of when I started to find my feet, probably soon after that, I'd say, even being in the ring with Mikey, I thought I wasn't really at his level. But I think that's when you learn, when you're in the ring with the boys more experienced. Yeah, like I said, when you, you learn the most when you're in there with guys more experienced and at my stage then pretty much everyone I'm in the ring with is more experienced. So it's constant constantly learning. Yeah, I mean yeah, we've spoke to a lot of the kind of trainees around about Scotland, we talked to a lot of the guys at Source and they've actually said how much they kinda of learn more when they're learning from the kind of trainers. That's the type of thing they kinda of find their feet a bit more when they're in with these guys. Yeah. That kinda of brings me on to another topic. We did an interview last year with one Mikey Whiplash. Alright, okay, yeah. And one of the things he highlighted was he highlighted yourself 
as one of the guys to kind of watch on the Scottish scene of the next couple of years. Yeah. Hearing that, how does that make you feel hearing that from a guy like uh, Mikey Whiplash? It's awesome, eh? It's awesome. Like, even, obviously, everyone knows Mikey Young, 18 years in the business, highly respected, and for someone to come out and put you in a tweet or whatnot and point you out, like, means a lot. It was pretty awesome, to be honest. Like, I kind of, like, I was a fan as well. Even when I was playing football, like, I was still watching wrestling. I'd go to ICW shows and stuff, and I'd be watching Mikey Whiplash. And then when I eventually start wrestling, for him to name me in a tweet, like, I was I was buzzing. I was buzzing. And I got to wrestle him last year as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it's a really good match actually. You've had some really good matches very early on in your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people's opinion. Yeah, so uh, it just it means a lot when like because Mikey Whiplash doesn't have to do that. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have to write a tweet or whatever. But like for him to go out and go out his way and do that and point me out, like it, it means a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another big match that we, I noticed that you had mm-hmm. in 2018 was against one Doug Williams. Yeah. Can you tell us about how a match with a guy like Doug Williams, especially towards the end of his career, kind of like his farewell type tour, yeah. how did that kind of come about that you were the guy to be picked to face Williams when he came up? I asked myself that as well, to be honest. <laughs> it's like polar opposites. Like he's finishing career and I'm starting. And to give him the opportunity to go in the ring with him was just, was great. Obviously the company was United Pro Wrestling, but I wrestled him in. And obviously the promoter must have felt like a, I deserved it or I had the ability to go in the ring with him so that nah, was it's an honour really looking back when, especially when he retired I knew it was special at the time but then since then he's retired and I've seen all these tweets from all these massive names in wrestling saying how much he influenced and whatnot. and then for me to sit at home looking at these tweets thinking god I've been in the ring with him like it's pretty special yeah I mean, definitely must have been an learning experience for you because he has been about the block you know oh yeah yeah it was like I was like, I used to watch TNA when he was in it, and like even like saying to my pals, like I'm gonna be wrestling in the ring with, I'm gonna be wrestling this guy who's wrestled Kurt Angle and Ric Flair and AJ Styles and stuff, and then he's wrestling me Jack Morris from Dunfermline, eh? So, I want to sell yourself short, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. It sounds like it was. It was very underrated in TNA. I think he's oh, got yeah. a lot more more respect over this side of the pond than he does over there in terms of that. Now, one of the things that a lot of people have associated you with is your tag team in Reckless and now in other promotions with uh, one Dickie Divers, another friend of the show. How is it you and Divers came about to become a tag team? Was it one that was just like a random pairing together that just kind of gelled or did you kind of know each other from a few months past before you got the team? Well, he's heavily involved in Reckless as well. So when I started off with Reckless, just getting to know him, and uh, he just got on really well. First and foremost, like good pal, thrown into a, a wee faction at Reckless, and then just from meeting him, like just became good pals. And then the opportunity came up to tag, and the rest is the rest is history. Now, as I, as I said at the start of the interview, your tag team name is called the Nine Nine. Yeah, apparently there's a TV program about it or something. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, I was going to ask the question there for um, anybody who doesn't know. Does the name 99 is essentially just for? Is it from the program, or was there more inspiration to it than just the program? Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's pretty much just from the program. Eh? Mm-hmm. That's how it became a mutual love of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's like the Step Brothers scene, and we become pals in the movie Step Brothers. And uh, we realised we've got mutual love of dinosaurs and stuff. Me and Divers was like mutual love of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was a natural choice for a team name. Yeah, you probably know from on the Twitter that us at Eat Sleep Suplex retweet are quite similar. Massive uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans on the podcast. We get that from all the, the gifts and stuff. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I like at least it. some people like if I put a Brooklyn Nine Nine tweet, I'll get at least a couple of likes on it. <laughs> you guys. Some of the members of the podcast actually asked me to ask one of the questions to you. If you had to relate yourself to any Brooklyn Nine Nine character, who would it be? Oh, it's a good question. I'll go Terry. Oh yes, fine choice. What? You a big fan of yoga? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, I'll go Terry. That was a hard question. I don't even know. No, we tried. Oh, we got compared to Holt and uh, Rosa today. Yeah, I seen that. I seen I, that one. Irvin, you know, and uh, I don't know if that was meant to be an insult. But very, very arguably, like two of the best characters. So you can tell they don't really watch it. I uh, know. Poor choice. Like should have called us. I don't know. Hitchcock and Sully. That's what you could be. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're a good team. So I suppose. Yeah. Moving away from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine aspect, we could obviously talk about that all day. Oh, okay. uh, you and Divers uh, made your team and tag team debut in ICW yeah. at the beginning of this year. A lot of people kind of work a lot, uh, many years to get into ICW, but here you were at the start of 2019, about only about a year or so into your career, and you were already wrestling on the biggest promotion in Scotland. Yeah. How did that feel to be get, giving your debut so soon with them? I, I, it's like the whole since 2018 you know the Reckless thing everyone's just kind of went mad being at Reckless got me opportunities working elsewhere and then Mikey Whiplash with the tweet and then me and Divers becoming a team and then ICW wanting us in like it's quite crazy to think that in that year from my debut match in Reckless to wrestling at ICW the biggest company in Scotland like it is it's mad it's mad as I, obviously I said earlier I was a fan so I used to go to ICW shows and then a year in I'm wrestling on one of their shows it was crazy it's crazy that was surreal I am um, being backstage and going through the curtain and stuff I was very nervous but I was excited too and then when I was in the ring and Divers was cutting his promo like I was just telling myself just in, just enjoy this mm-hmm. you don't really know what will happen in the future you've only got just now don't you so just told myself to enjoy it so when I was out in that ring and he was cutting that promo, I was just buzzing to be there. And pretty early on as well. I mean, they put you in the square goal match as well. I mean, yeah. how did that feel, being in a match like that so oh. early on? Yeah, it was quality. It was quality. That crowd, probably the biggest crowd I've been in front of as well. So when that countdown was going on, into zero, I was absolutely buzzing backstage, just ready to go out and do my thing as such. And uh, no, it was great. Great to be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd been in Rumble matches before. Yeah. I'd been uh, Reckless Rumble as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been in Rumbles a few times, so the Rumble aspect was alright. It was just more of a, the scale of it, it being ICW and it being in front of so many people. And obviously the ICW crowd isn't like your average wrestling crowd in Scotland, your family-friendly crowd, so all these aspects go into it, make it makes it a big deal. Mm, yeah, is the big crowd aspect, is that something that's quite intimidating obviously for you, or are you quite comfortable on all sides of crowds? I'm quite comfortable. I'd say I'm quite comfortable now, having experienced the square go. Thing. You don't really, obviously in wrestling, you got to show to the crowd and stuff, but when you're in there, it's all, you don't really, you just got to concentrate on what you've got to do. You don't really realise the crowd are there. Well, I don't anyway, because you're, you're so focused on what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's quite good because it means you don't get overawed by it. You know, you're just in your own zone, you know, and you can just get on with it regardless. I'm sure at like WrestleMania or something, I'd be, I'd be a bit more. Um, yeah, it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So. But no, like, no, nah, I don't really, I don't tend to notice it. I'm just totally focused on on what I've, what I've got to do. Still being, like, because it's still a big, I've not been doing it that long. I'm still quite, quite green, eh? So, like, I'm still concentrating on getting all the, doing all the right things and concentrating and whatnot, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm a I can soak in the crowd a bit more. Yeah, definitely. One thing, uh, uh, now, 
I'm going to talk about this match, even though by the time this interview is released, uh, this match will have been passed. But yep. you've got the match for the, we talked about just a wee minute ago, for the ICW tag titles. Yep. You and uh, Dickie Divers against uh, the Kings of Catch. Mm. What's your feelings going into this match to give people who listen who listen to it after the match has been a bit of an idea how you're feeling? Excited. Excited. I mean, me and Divers, we've got everything to gain and nothing really to lose. You know, we're going in there. We've not really been seen a lot in ICW, but we know ourselves that so we're a good team and confident as well. Put it all out there and see what, see what happens. It's probably... The biggest match of my career anyway biggest stage and whatnot so i'm excited i'm excited for it have you wrestled lewis and aspen before at all or is this one of the first times no this is the first time first time i've not wrestled any of them individually i've not wrestled them as a team so this will be the first time i've been on shows with them but i've never been involved so it'll be good yeah are you, do you think there's a good chance that when people listen to this that you'll will see you holding one of those nice cummerbunds <laughs> yes <laughs> of course, confident. Got to be confident. You can't go in there thinking, "Oh, I might win. I might win." You know, if I turn up and nah, I'll be uh, I'll be holding one of those cummerbunds come uh, Sunday Sunday night. Awesome, mate. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear about a conference. Now, moving forward, now mm. a simple question: What does the future hold in wrestling for the next twelve months for Jack Morris? What's your aims for the next for the next year? Become a regular in ICW and try and get I'd like to do more things down south or more things overseas I'm currently in fact a couple of weeks and I don't know when this show's going to go out but on 15th of April I'm actually going over to WXW Academy for a week oh awesome just branch now and learn learn and try and get my foot in the door there or you don't know you don't know who you're going to meet on these things and somebody if they take a fancy to you and if they want to use you or like you for another promotion or whatnot so I'm just trying to try and branch out a wee bit from Scotland but in Scotland try and just be a regular in ICW mm-hmm. yeah it's, there's uh, no, no many better places than than over at X, uh, WXW they're flying they're flying so we'll see but I just keep my head down keep working just try and match my 2018 really they all kind of took off so hopefully I can just kick on and keep him onwards and upwards other than the aforementioned tag titles at ICW, have you got your eyes on any championship gold and any promotions? Aye. <laughs> Short answer. Aye. Yeah, just the promotions that I'm involved with. Hopefully, every promotion I'm involved with has a belt. There's a belt or two. So, I'll be gunning for at least one of them. I think that's what you've got to you got to do. Everyone wants to be a champion. Reckless, UK. I'm not going to take the heavyweight off uh, my good friend, Dickie Divers. So, there's UK and Reckless. There's the X Championship and SWA respect of a title so I'll be, I'm gunning for them all awesome you versus Kieran Kelly actually that sounds like a decent match for the X title aye I'm game you <laughs> got better of me last week up north in Inverness but it won't happen again probably mate no problem now in um, true eat sleep suplex retweet fashion we like to end our interviews with just a wee quick fire questions oh, okay. for you alright so essentially I'm going to ask you a question and just think of an answer off the top of your head right right so start with Rock or Austin Austin night in or night out night out Cody or Omega Cody Playstation or Xbox Playstation Peralta or Holt oh Holt oh that's a tough one that's <laughs> a tough one it is a tough one your favourite wrestling venue that you've ever wrestled at so far Motherwell thanks oh. Peter and Concert Hall it's a nice oh, venue. Great choice, right on my doorstep the other. Right, well, we were on Friday, SWA. Ah, brilliant. Oh, I forgot about that. Your favourite wrestling pay-per-view you've watched of all time? I'll go No Way Out 2000, just because it's the first one. Or Judgment Day 2000. Simon Taker came back. I, yeah. Iron Man match. Yes. Triple H. Yeah. Rock and Triple H, that's a great match. 
Yeah, so I uh, one of them to just for nostalgia and being young and brought me into it. Yeah. yeah. Your favourite tag team of all time? Size the nine nine. <laughs> Hardy Boys. Great. Your dream opponent, current or past? Current or past? Is this just ever? Ever. You have to pick anybody. Sean Michaels will go. Brilliant. Great. So yeah, that has been Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets interview with Jack Morris. If you enjoyed it and you want to subscribe to anything else we did, just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on any of your podcasting sites. We're on the social media channels as well at Suplex Retweet. Uh, Jack, where can the listeners find you on social media? On social media, on Facebook, it's Jack Morris Wrestling. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's the same handle. So it's Jack Morris X17. Brilliant. Yeah, Jack, thanks again for uh, taking the time to speak to us. Not a problem. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online. You should be subscribing. You should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday. I don't care if she's feeling contractions. Get on it right now.